At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good evening and welcome to those of you who are joining us here on Live Bet Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Pamela Naldonado with you here as we will be with you throughout pretty much the entirety of this AFC Divisional matchup and the wrap-up of the AFC and NFC Divisional weekend in the NFL postseason. So let's set the scene really quickly. We are, of course, at Circa. The environment is absolutely fantastic. Took every fiber of my being to not grab an alcoholic beverage on the way in here because i got to be professional and work. Uh, but it's absolutely tremendous and looking forward to keeping track of this game Throughout, So if you're driving around, haven't had a chance uh, to check out what is happening in the National Football League right now, the Buffalo Bills currently up on top of the Kansas City Chiefs. Their opening drive goes for a field goal, gets stymied in the red zone, looked promising, ends up with three. So with 524 left to go, Kansas City in the first quarter has a third down, down three, nothing. And this game, Pam, it does look it's a, at least a promising start for a game that is at least going to be somewhat up and down and has the potential to be up and down. Closing numbers here pre-flop. We saw this total get back up to 46 and a half in a couple of spots. Other spots closed 45 and a half and pretty much two and a half across the board with some juice to the other side. So as we sit right now with a big third down, as you've been kind of keeping your eye on this, what were your thoughts heading into this game and early thoughts on what we have seen so far? Well, we did see the Bills get downfield of kind of pretty much with ease, but what I have been was impressed with is that the Chiefs' red zone defense stood up stepped up and forced a field goal instead of allowing a touchdown. Um, I think this is going to be a very defensive battle on both ends. The reason why both of these teams are here is atypical of what we know them to be. They didn't get here because the offenses have been juggernauts. Instead, it is the defense from both sides. So I think the under on 47 is still worth a look. That's still the live line. That's what I would be looking at, and I'm already like waiting for the second half so I can hammer that under. Yeah, big uh, drop already here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Justin Watson, not the easiest catch in the world, but a catch that could have been made nonetheless. Drops out of his hands, so it could have been a big completion for a first down. It's going to result in a fourth down and five and a 47-yard attempt for the Kansas City Chiefs. As Pam mentioned, before this result, total had been ticking down. Now we're down to 42.5 with this game tied up at three apiece. Shaded to the over at minus 125. Let's recap what we saw 
the first drive for the Buffalo Bills, because as Pam mentioned, it looked like it was going to be a nice drive here for Buffalo. 14 plays, 60 yards. Ultimately, though, uh, ends up with a, uh, I think we got a fourth and eight at the Kansas City nine. That's where it ended up, but a pass that was incomplete uh, to Murray over the middle of the Kansas City nine that was essentially batted down uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. So a first drive that got into the end zone, or red zone, ends at a field goal. Kansas City now with a field goal there. So as somebody who kind of thought that this was a game that could be higher scoring, uh, that we were overvaluing the impact of cold and do think that these two teams are going to be um, a lot better on offense than we give them credit for, given what we have seen throughout this entire season. Uh, we are still, uh, you know, we could be on the way, despite the fact that the in-game total uh, is sitting where it's at. One quick update, too, from a player prop standpoint, Pam. Uh, Rishi Rice all already over on his uh, longest reception of the day. He was set at 22 and a half, had a catch and run for about 25 yards. So with that, we are underway. We're in a commercial break. We'll see what happens. And while we wait for that, let's recap really quickly what we saw and spin this forward as the NFC Championship game is set. Caesars, our producer Caesar, his San Francisco 49ers after a ugh performance yesterday escape with a win, and they will host the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. Opening numbers, of course, up in a flash. Man, before we get to the opening number, and this was just years ago, but just years ago, Pam, mm -hmm. you had to wait a day, like 24 hours, before right. you got an opening line for a championship game. Now, the second the game is over, I mean, you had look-ahead lines, the game's say, over. <laughs> had look the second it's over, you get officially up. Uh, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air to see that the, this is at least changing in terms of getting things up the second the results are in. It's been nice to see. Mm -hmm. But with that, I'm dilly-dallying I'm, I'm dilly here. Six and a half, the spread in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. Total of 50 and a half, your opening numbers over at DraftKings. Your initial thoughts of the 49ers laying just under a key number at home in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I liked this number. The look-ahead line was seven, so that after the Lions win, it did not take that much, down to six and a half. My initial thoughts at the look-ahead line was Lions plus seven. Lame, grabbing plus six and a half is a little bit less intriguing to me, so I would want to wait to see if that line does get back up to seven. I like the Lions, what I'm seeing from them. Yeah, I'm really fascinated, and we're, later in the show, we're going to have Nick Bruner with us, uh, DK Senior Trading Manager. Uh, I always like games like this because now that we're getting down to the final four, right, where we've got our final five, but we got to see who else is going to be left here. Um, but now we're down to our final four. I'm very curious in a matchup between San Francisco and Detroit, who the public side would be, right? We always try to garner what the public side for me. And for me, it's not I want to go against the public. I'm just more interested narratively who the public is going to come in and support here. Is it the, the powerful San Francisco 49ers who looked a little sleepy in right. their win over the Green Bay Packers? Or is it the narratively strong Detroit Lions, right, who right. under Dan Campbell uh, finally get the first playoff win since 1991, then come in, have a dominant second half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, end up winning this game with, I wouldn't say ease, but kept the Buccaneers at arm's length throughout this entire second half. I'm very curious, narratively, who would get the public sentiment here next weekend in the NFC Championship game. Wouldn't the obvious for that be the Detroit Lions? Because you have your head coach and Dan Campbell, who's all over social media with that uh, storyline, that hyped up speech that he had in the beginning of the season where we're going to jam it down your throats and we're going to give you hell. And if you kick us down, we're going to get right back up. That's everywhere. And I've been seeing that every week since like week 15. Um, that's been around. And then the other narrative is that, yeah, we are victims of recency bias and Brock Purdy did not look good. Lions, they kind of struggled. Well, it was competitive there for the most part, but then they let, uh, took, put their foot on the gas and separated themselves. So narratively, it's got to be the Lions. Uh, early splits. Obviously, we're talking about an hour old here. 
Uh, but early on over at DraftKings, 84% of the handle, 64% of the money on the San Francisco 49ers. Again, very early, uh, we'll see. And that could just be people kind of trying to jump in, right, and lay under a key number of seven to get that back up. And where this goes is going to be pretty fascinating, too, because uh, Detroit Lions deserve a ton of credit for what yes. they can do here. They can run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think they can run it against this front seven, against the San Francisco 49ers, at the very least have a good shot at um, – keeping a high-powered offense off the field and taking advantage of a secondary that at times has been somewhat, uh, uh, we'll call it leaky at times for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, with that in 31-23, you see the final score if you're watching up at vcin.com. We are back onto the field between Buffalo and Kansas City, a 3-3 tie with 3.52 left to go in the first. Buffalo Bills have a first down here, and we'll see if they can get something going before the end of the first quarter. So talk about a little bit of what we watched between the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it looked like it was going to be a low-scoring game. Right. 10-10 at halftime. Nobody was really doing much. And how about it? The big two-point conversion that falls. How big would that have been yeah. if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get that two-point conversion, get this game to fall on six? But I'll ask you this. As we look at what the, T- the Detroit Lions did, I think I come away with it saying, Pam, I get it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Ben Johnson in this offense was really impressive. Like the way that they came out in the second half, adjusted the way they wanted to attack, started really dominating the middle of the field with their wide receivers, getting chunk plays through the air, and really going after a weakness. I think that we really saw, especially in that second half, two things, but they're both the same. It's why Ben Johnson is up for a head coaching job because he's a wonderful offense coordinator. And by extension, how dangerous this Lions offense can be because while we think about them as a a ground-and-pound type of offense – Ben Johnson can coordinate a passing attack that could be deadly against any opponent, even the San Francisco 49ers. I gave the Packers a lot of credit because they have so many wide receivers. They have so many receiving weapons that they could utilize at their disposal. The Lions are in the same boat because they're utilizing both Jameer Gibbs and um, they're using their running backs into the passing game as well. You have an elite play action offense, and now with that, you have a lot more balance. I really love what the Lions are able to bring, and what at least what we saw is that you also have an edge rusher that can bring havoc to the opposing quarterback. So I think that they will be competitive, but the, also the narrative, at least from the betting's perspective, is going to be Jared Goff on the road. You're no longer in a dome. How is that going to factor in into the equation? I still think because they have so much balance, they can still be competitive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the... Um... It'll be interesting. We, it was kind of, it was pretty rainy yesterday, but I was going to say, yeah, the uh, the terrible California weather, right? How how is Jared Goff, a California guy? Remember, went to Cal's California dude. How is he going to uh, respond here? Uh, all right, I wanted to note this too as we watch the Buffalo Bills already in Kansas City Chiefs territory yet again. So the lowest point of this total was forty two and a half. So we've mm. got a positive drive yet again for the Buffalo Bills. We'll see, but I want to track this in game total to see how low this thing gets. Uh, throughout and obviously from an in-game standpoint it'd be worth it but right now we're just pretty much sitting on the pre-flop number two and a half shaded to the favorite side at minus 130 but i um i'm really interested because if you look at this this has the potential i think to be a freaking awesome game in terms of what we kind of expect these teams generally to be because you hit it on the head you know getting to this point for both teams has not been what we expect I've always likened the Kansas City Chiefs right to the Golden State Warriors on grass, which is basketball, especially the Warriors in their heyday. You're down, you know, they're down 12. They could erase that in the blink of an eye. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill and the explosiveness of these receivers. The Chiefs used to be able to be the Golden State Warriors. Hey, hey, we're down by 10. Just like that, all of a sudden, we're up by 14 before you can even blink. I still think that potential is there, especially because they're starting to look a little bit more comfortable in terms of the procedural stuff committing penalties, not shooting themselves in the foot, and the Bills have that same potential as well if they just stop making mistakes. And here they are again, Pam, knocking on the door of the red zone at the very least and trying to do it with a pretty strong ground game as they get another first down on the ground, the Buffalo Bills. So 
think this has the potential. We'll see again. This is a big drive, I think, for somebody like me who thinks this game could go over. But this could be the lowest point we see this total if we get a score here and if I'm right. Uh, the live option that I would be looking for, if it's available to you, is Josh Allen anytime touchdown. Once you get inside the red zone and you get near the goal line, I think we're going to see Josh Allen maybe stray away. Plus 105. Maybe stray away from that passing play and instead take off with his legs on his own. We know from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, they're going to want to blitz Allen. When you're down that close, Allen, he is very capable of getting it into the end zone on his own, and he has. No player in NFL history has more rushing touchdowns than Allen since week 12. He has nine. So if you put him down, there he goes. It takes off with his legs. That's an opportunity. Every time I see him want to take off, I would want to hammer Josh Allen anytime touchdown. First touchdown right now could be up for grabs for him. Yep, Josh Allen right now already with, uh, let's see, three rushing attempts, 13 rushing yards. Uh, for him on the day in terms of rushing attempts was at eight and a half, so pretty much halfway there already when it comes to rushing attempts and was at 13 rushing yards, uh, 42 and a half is a closing total for Josh Allen rushing yards as well. So we're going to keep track of all of these props, player props, receiving everything in between. And of course, everything from a live betting perspective, as well as we are at the end of the first quarter out there in Buffalo, we got a three all tie, but the Buffalo bills driving and trying to make something out of this drive with the first and 10 at the Kansas city 25. We'll come back. We'll have plenty left on the NFC Championship game. Recap what we saw yesterday as well in the first two divisional matchups. Don't go anywhere. It's Live Bet Sunday here on v The Sports Betting Network is popping out there. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play this is live bet sunday on vsan the sports betting network welcome back into live bet sunday i'm jonathan von Tobel. pam maldonado is here and the buffalo bills are there in the red zone trying to get a scoring drive going and maybe punch this thing in for a touchdown. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I want here. I mean, to be quite honest with you, actually, I do know who I want. I want the Buffalo Bills. So uh, for, to fill anybody in, um, my situation in this game is these are my only two futures that I've got right here, both to win the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills at 18-1. to 1. Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. Pam called it out, plus 105 at the moment. <laughs> he is in. 
So, touchdown Buffalo Bills. No flags on the field. There it is. Bills are going to take a lead here over the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I got the Bills at 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, Pam. Uh, I've got a uh, large wager on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at 7 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I actually bet them in the same week. So, a winner here to move on. I would like the Bills uh, at the larger number to move on. I'll be in a decent spot either way. So, I'm a little conflicted. So, I just want a good game, right? I'm wearing the NFL logo hat. I just want everybody to have a good time. But 11 plays, 75 yards, 6.03 left to go, or excuse me, six minutes and three seconds that it took here for Buffalo. So let's bring up this point. Mm -hmm. Extra point is good, by the way. So it's 10-3 right now. The first two drives now for the Buffalo Bills, 14 plays, 60 yards, and a field goal. That, again, remember, ends in a 27-yard field goal at the Kansas City 9. So they were inside the 10-yard line there. Second drive, 11 plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Through two drives, the Buffalo Bills already have 145 yards, 10 first downs. So far, against the and six yards per play, we should note. So, so far against this vaunted Kansas City defense, the first two drives, the Bills have been having their way right. in this game. Now, we'll see what the Kansas City Chiefs do here because, again, we should mention they had a good drive going. Big drop on third down ends up forcing them to kick a field goal too. But from the Buffalo Bills' perspective – if you're looking at this game early on, very much, uh, I think, a very positive sign here for the Buffalo Bills that their first two drives, they have gone right downfield against the Kansas City Chiefs. The problem for the Chiefs right now is they can't establish a run game. I thought that Isaiah Pacheco, because he hasn't really, he hasn't faced the Bills at all, that that would be like kind of a bit of the X factor. He's a non-factor at this point. Uh, only two carries for seven yards. You stop the game. What have we seen from the Chiefs all season long? struggling with the passing game because you mentioned it earlier um early, just a few minutes ago a dropped pass that has been the reoccurring issue all season long so now you t have no run game you are one dimensional on an area of your offense that has been a weakness for you all season long i am now worried you're now worried i have the chiefs after as my confidence drives? picks <laughs> you're after two drives you're now worried i am one of those betters that's like oh now we're down it's over <laughs> so i'm trying to look i'm gonna do some quick math here uh so one of the things that I think we've started to see here over the last few weeks for Josh Allen to kind of focus on this from a player prop standpoint is, and especially at the end of the regular season, right? So for the first few games, we're talking about, all right, six rush attempts. He had one, two, three, four. He had like about five straight games where he had just under four rushing attempts. But we saw at the end of the year that he really started to pick this up. If you go all the way back to a week 13, right? That was his first game in which he had double-digit rush attempts. Then he goes eight attempts, five attempts, 11 rushing attempts, 15 rushing attempts. And here so far right now for Josh Allen, we've already got five. He's got five rushing attempts for 26 yards and this rushing touchdown. I think that this is going to be a big part of this team's offense now as we move forward. And something maybe as we kind of heard narratively, right, for the Buffalo Bills, which was, hey, we're trying to save Josh Allen and save his body for this postseason. Mm -hmm. And now as we look at this, this might be a really big weapon. So as we look at it now for a twofold, first off for the game, you can kind of assume that maybe an anytime touchdown again is still live for Josh Allen, just because to your point, when they get in there, they're going to use this right. as a weapon. And the other part is if they move on and win this game, I mean, Josh Allen rushing props, because this thing closed again, rushing attempts for Allen was at eight and a half. He's already a five. If you see, if they win and move on, Pam, and there's no real adjustment to that number, if it's like eight and a half moving forward, that might be a look to go over here for Josh Allen because it seems like it's a really big part of their offense. I would also consider, yes, all your points are extremely valid when it comes to Allen for any time touchdown for his rush attempts, yes, but James Cook is also worth a look in the live line because Casey last week had no answers in the screen game. Uh, this potentially could be just like a run-heavy offense from the Bills. It is their strength. Utilize it. 
the passing game is kind of unnecessary at this point because you are doing all the damage on the ground. So why not control the clock, especially as the game progresses on? Yep, right now, live, uh, live over at DraftKings, rushing attempts for the Buffalo Bills, or at least two Buffalo Bills players. Uh, current live number, Josh Allen rush attempts 12.5, shaded to the under at minus 130. James Cook rushing attempts 16.5, shaded to the over at minus 140. Cook at this point right now has seven. So he's, that's actually, at this point, 16 and a half does seem somewhat light for James Cook, considering he's already got seven. So you need eight uh, to get over. Wait, no, am I, my math? Yeah, my math is right there. Yeah. Um, So when you're talking about that, getting over that number, and on top of it, the Bills do have that lead. So the probability that they can maintain this lead is, you know, it it is sketchy. But let's say they open up a bigger lead. You're going to run the ball more, right? You're going to try to eat the clock and keep Kansas City off the field. So... Uh, Cook over on his rushing attempts is going to be pretty interesting here. Is it seven? And the adjusted number right now live is 16 and a half. There is a couple of runs from Isaiah Pacheco right now. He went from one attempt to now three. They are starting to utilize him. I think you just have to find a little bit of rhythm right now with the KC offense. And potentially they are finding it in this drive. Yeah. All right. So big drive here for the Kansas City Chiefs trying to make something uh, out of nothing so far. But big run for Isaiah Pacheco, as Pam mentioned, and we are off and running. So we're going to see exactly what we're going to get here from this team. All right, let's go back to yesterday really quickly as we wait for this to develop. We have an injury on the field for what seems to be the Buffalo Bills. Where do you want to go? You want to go San Francisco, Green Bay, or do you want to go Baltimore, Houston? Let's go in order to Baltimore. All right, Baltimore, Houston. It looked like I was out ice skating with my kid, right? Having a grand (laughs) old time. Went back, watched the game later, but they had a TV in the ice rink and was sitting there chilling and watching what was happening. And it's like, oh, okay, 10-10 at the half. And Lamar Jackson not playing particularly well, but not terrible. Let's see what happens. Uh, big, big fourth quarter for the Baltimore Ravens. 17 points in the fourth quarter to pull away. And how about that? Never in doubt the over yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. A field goal on, on a stupid eight-play, eight-yard drive after a turnover on downs. Uh, they put it over. I was hoping, like, come on, do the basketball thing, right? Dribble it out. Just take the knee and give the ball back. You're up 31-10. to 10. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, but ultimately, the Ravens win and they cover. And I, I think for me, the big takeaway is, as we've kind of mentioned already here, and especially if they get a rematch in the Super Bowl, but we'll see. And we'll see who's going to win this game here to who they face in the AFC Championship game. I think there is something, Pam, to the nugget that like, I was kind of hanging on to for a while now, which is this looked like a Baltimore team that had seen this offense already, right? right? Like they, oh, yeah. and, and again, like it's not the same thing. And for anybody who had missed our show yesterday, my whole point here with Baltimore is if you look at what they've done in this run that they've been on recently, they played the San Francisco 49ers, they played Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins, a Shanahan assistant, they played Bobby Slowick yesterday, a former Shanahan assistant, three bites at the apple essentially on this offense, or at least concepts of this offense, and three straight just beatdowns mm. of those opponents. So again, you've got to win the AFC championship game, but I think this is something you put in your back pocket where Baltimore does seem, and we talked yesterday with um, Caesar, who was our guest yesterday that we talked to from Baltimore? Um, we'll have to look it up. I, excuse me. I'll, I'll look up his name. But he brought this up, which is the way that this team is built with their linebackers and how sound they are in terms of their coverage and their schemes. This is, yeah, uh, Kevin Ostriker, thank you. This is a team that seems pretty built for some of these offenses that love this misdirection and this nonsense. And teams like Kansas City do love to run a bunch of misdirection and things like that. This Baltimore defense is legitimate, man. And that's exactly what I was going to say, that the Baltimore defense, the whole narrative for me yesterday was that the Baltimore defense is the first team in history to lead in takeaways, points allowed, points per game, and sacks. This is an elite defense, and we saw every bit of it yesterday. Houston didn't even reach the red zone. It was, they had their one touchdown came from that punt return touchdown. That's mm-hmm. what helped them. CJ Shard, as good of a quarterback he is, didn't have anything. 
Offensively, the Ravens did kind of start off a little bit rusty um, there in the first couple quarters. They were maybe looking like a bit out of sorts, but then they came out of the half refreshed. They had a game plan for how to attack, and they adjusted to the blitz. That's more so what it was. Um, and after that, they ran away with it. It's just the, the, if anything I come away with, this defense, every bit elite as the metrics say. Yep, and I think, I do wonder, I, I would assume, because Houston, very underrated, by the way, massive catch here for Travis Kelsey. These teams are moving now. We're inside the 30-yard line for the Kansas City Chiefs, 10-3, 12-13 left to go in the second. And I do think for Houston, like, this is to give Baltimore some credit for the slow start. Houston statistically is a very good defense. Like if you look across the board, they're above average in many different categories. So maybe it's part of the slow start, having some time off. Uh, maybe part of it is taking on a really good Houston defense. The problem is for this team, as you move forward, you're taking on a top 10 defense either way, right? The other way around, if it's going to be Kansas city or if it's going to be Buffalo, but I think you get the, yeah, Hey, you get this, you get the sweat out, right? You beat up on that team. Now you're going to come back home and take on these two teams, which as you have pointed out many times have been hit or miss offensively mm -hmm. throughout this entire season. It is a matchup that I would think benefit the Baltimore Ravens defense. Well, one thing that you said that caught my attention right now was um, Houston defense. Maybe it was a little bit better. That's why they the Ravens came out a looking a little bit rusty. My concern to that is, okay, what metrics now are we going to add more weight to? Because Houston's strength of schedule has faced the number one easiest opponents of offenses. Baltimore faced nothing but Shanahan offenses. Which one of these is going to hold more weight as you advance? Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think more about it's like once you get to this point, I mean, you do get credit for shutting down the offenses that you have faced. Right. And when you looked at yesterday in that second half, I think some of it had to do with Baltimore just wearing themselves down and, and giving, excuse me, wearing their opponent down and giving them a short field to work with too. Good field position. All right, speaking of good field position, Patrick Mahomes is going to get this ball out. We'll see if that's going to be the case or if it's going to be grounding. When we return, we resume our look at the divisional round and what we're going to see in the championship round next week in the NFL. Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers get at five bucks on any game, get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VSIN. The crown is yours. Back here on Live Bet Sunday, keeping track of everything going on in Kansas City. Buffalo, as the Bills are up on top after stymieing the Kansas City Chiefs yet again. Another field goal needed to be settled here for the Kansas City Chiefs. So 10-6, 9-12 left to go. After a 10-play 64-yard drive, the Chiefs settle for three. That was a goal-to-go possession, but a pass to the corner of the end zone falls incomplete for Patrick Mahomes. In-game number right now, Buffalo Bills, minus 4.5, total 46.5, so just over... Uh, let's see, the lowest point again that we saw in-game that I put down was 42.5 for the in-game total, and we're just about at that pre-flop number of 46.5. That's the closing number of two different books. Ah, three different books. 46 were the other numbers. All right, Pam, I'll ask you the same question here. Now we're about, uh, what are we talking about here, nine minutes until halftime, just a little bit uh, less than that. Mm -hmm. From what you have seen now, 4.5, the, the uh, spread in favor of the Bills, total of 46.5. You have nothing in this game. Where would you go? Still lean 46 under half. 46 and a half under. I know the offenses are moving pretty fast. <laughs> yes, but that doesn't necessarily translate to points, as we're seeing from the Kansas City Chiefs. I have a lot of faith that Andy Reid is going to make the second half adjustments to try to stifle um, Josh Allen with his legs. 
this offense for the Chiefs, I still don't trust with catching balls or scoring points once they get inside the red zone. They've had red zone issues all season long with forcing, allowing with uh, scoring more field goals than touchdowns. I would still lean to the second half. Under 46 and a half under. Okay. Uh, for me, I think, um, let me see. I'm trying to get in this thing. Um, you know, I think through two drives, and as somebody who leaned toward Buffalo anyway here, through two drives, I've, I think I've seen everything that I've wanted to from the Buffalo Bills, right? The fact that they have moved on their first two, two double-digit drives, the fact that they've gotten into the red zone for both of their drives, the second one ending in a touchdown here, the fact that this Chiefs defense, as we've kind of talked about, right, small issues in terms of defending the run, but overall having some issues stopping this Buffalo Bills team. Um, again, if you didn't have anything from what you've seen so far, at minus 5.5, minus 105 with the Bills getting the ball back, that's an in-game play right there. Let me see if I, Pam talk for the a second. The live line is under 49. Uh, the live line is 49. I would take that instead of the 46 and a half, of course. Oh, where are you looking at 49? Any there. chance you're trying to get a better number. See, and that's actually a good point. So if you're talking about a live number here for this, if you're actually seeing 49, uh, some spot, I'm looking at 46 and a half. So that's going to be pretty fascinating if you can get an in-game number of 49. You're talking about the total, right? Correct. All right, see that, yeah. yeah. See, and this is why you shop around the vast majority of the different totals that you're looking at here. Looking at my screen, Pam's right. You're, you're talking about as high as 48 and a half, uh, right? As low as 46 and a half. So again, even when shop we talk around. about, yeah, when we talk about shopping around pre-flop, in-game numbers will vary from shop to shop as well. So if you've got multiple outs, it always just helps to kind of look around and see where you're going to go uh, because the in-game numbers will alter from shop to shop as well. And as I look at, right, like I talk about, hey, I think four and a half is playable at minus 105. There's a couple of three and a halfs out there as well. So again, it does benefit you not only just pre-flop, but during a game as well to shop around as these shops will have different numbers, even from an in-game perspective. Not every shop is created the same. All right, Bills are back onto the field. We talked a little bit about Buffalo, or excuse me, uh, Baltimore in their win over the Houston Texans. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers really quickly in their win over the Green Bay Packers. And um, got to tell you, so look, I was very high on San Francisco, right? You mm -hmm. know, the over on three and a half total touchdowns, um, the nine and a half in our confidence, put all 13 points on there, laid it as well. So it didn't get home with either one of those. That was a rough performance. And I want to say this, and it's a 24-21 win, uh, the beneficiary of the 49ers of, of a miss kicked at the end. So now their touchdown at the end, uh, their score at the end, excuse me, allows them to win the game. I would say that, Brock Purdy was the low, is a low-hanging fruit, and I think he should shoulder a, a good chunk of the blame for the struggles of the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Right. But Kyle Shanahan, with the mismanagement at the end of the first half, clockwise, that was kind right. of a nightmare, the way that they handled the end of that first half. And it just kind of looked like a team that was generally unprepared, especially in the secondary. Like, we talked a little bit about this on VEASAN primetime on Friday. We brought it up yesterday, where when they were at their lowest throughout this season, the 49ers looked like a team that you could take advantage of through the air. They looked like a team that could be taken advantage of through the air yesterday. Right. Well, and on the ground as well. Uh, what we know about the 49ers is just historically, they have a very solid defense. What I saw yesterday is this is a very exploitable defense. It is beatable now more so than in years past. And because of that, they allowed over 100 yards to Aaron Jones. The big narrative was that Aaron Jones, as successful as he has been in recent weeks, 100 plus yards in his last four games, that he wasn't able going, that he wouldn't be able to produce the same against this 49ers defense. Well, he surpassed 100 yards. The big narrative for me was that he was coming into this fresh. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, they're healthy. They are that one-two back punch. They can also do some damage on the ground against what we saw the 49ers defense to be exploitable. Yep. Uh, as you mentioned, Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 108 yards, six yards per attempt for the day, 4.9 yards per attempt on the ground for the Green Bay Packers. So something or nothing could be something. I mean, here's the thing, too. 
You're talking about a very good running back and a solid running game. You're going to get another one here, as you're mentioning, with the Detroit Lions. So could be something to note. And as far as Brock Purdy is concerned, I think that's for this team overall, that's been the big one, right? I mean, Caesar, you could, you'll be able to tell me this off the top of your head again. What was the stat with them in the, the trailing in the fourth quarter and uh, their record? Because they, they got their they got their first win yesterday in those scenarios. And like that's kind of the worry here is you watch Brock Purdy, and we could talk about his tiny hands and playing in the rain. <laughs> in the rain. Right, but like that looked like a guy who was just, again, like we saw that during like their lowest points, which is the inability to play without a lead. And if you're not leading and if you can't run your game script and do those sort of things, even coming back from small margins for San Francisco seemed to be a little bit of an issue. And there's a pretty good shot in an NFC Championship game taking on the second-best team in your conference and the Detroit Lions – you might be trailing in a game like that, even if you're at home. Well, in terms of trailing, that stat that you were just talking about, I found it. It's under Kyle Shanahan. The 49ers are 7-36 and straight up, 5-38 and against the spread when trailing, entering the fourth quarter, including 0-4 against the spread this season. They were able to combat that yesterday. But they also... The Green they didn't Bay cover, though. They so didn't this, cover. Yep. The Green Bay Packers also missed a field goal early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also what we saw from to, to carry on with the Brock Purdy narrative when you took Christian McCaffrey out of the equation, this is part of the argument that we've been having all season long about, is he the MVP? We saw yesterday the reason why I still don't consider him one of the best quarterbacks. You took Christian McCaffrey out of the equation. Diego Samuel got hurt from injury. He didn't know what to do. He kind of went under panic. Are we also putting too much pressure on him because he still is a very young quarterback? This is his first postseason full game experience. So Now, he played in the postseason last year. He, made he, got, it, he got injured. Well, yeah, in the NFC Championship the game. NFC, yeah. yeah. So it's just in that matchup, he didn't. He had all of his key parts. Mm. This one, he did not. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think that's fair, and we we don't know what the future. Debo Samuel, of course, that was that was rough for them as well because Debo Samuel initially gets the head injury, the scared like it for a concussion, goes back in, suffers the shoulder injury, goes back out, not going to play. So you lose one of your main weapons there, and it was just. I don't think we should take like, all right, this is going to be Brock Purdy moving forward. To be fair, as somebody who, again, like thought that he wasn't the MVP, but is still a good quarterback and runs this system well. The problem is just you see the flaws right with San Francisco. And by the way, Kansas City Chiefs force a punt here, so they're going to get the ball back 10-6 in this second quarter. But I think you understand a couple of things. First off, why there were people, you know, I I sent out the tweet yesterday. I'm sure it made Caesar happy if he saw it. Like those of you who stumped for Brock Purdy to win MVP should be ashamed of yourselves. Um, (laughs) I was a little in the sauce, you know, I was, I was a little aggressive. Um, but you see, I think, why, like, this felt at times, like, the NFC, inv- the San Francisco 49ers Invitational, right? Hey, everybody, welcome to the NFC playoffs, but it's fine. We're still going to win this thing. But no team is perfect. And right. even a team like the San Francisco 49ers, you see what their weakness is, which is, shockingly enough, their quarterback. Right. And, and a secondary that is somewhat shoddy. And those are two things that you can, like, you saw yesterday or today, Aiden Hutchinson in this front, yeah, he can pressure quarterbacks, right? They can blitz they can blitz creatively. They can get after you. They can pressure you. They can move you off of your spot. They can bring you out of your scripts if that's going to be the case. They could take leads against you, right? And if that's going to be the case, do we trust that Brock Purdy, the 49ers, is going to be able to do this? And I do think that's why we'll probably see a hesitancy to get to a full seven here for this game. This will probably be very similar to what we saw um, today even, right, where we saw the Lions floating around six and a half and then was just there all week, it went down to six, and that's where we closed. Right. I think we see a similar thing here. I don't think you want, if you're these odds makers, I think there's going to be a lot of smart people sitting back and waiting to grab a full seven if it appears. Purdy could have a lot more success against the Lions front. I don't think that he could have this much be successful. We could see him really struggle if he were to face the Baltimore Ravens come in the end. 
yes, if you put the pressure on Purdy, take away his initial reads, if you make him lose his timing, make him lose his rhythm, we saw what that what could happen. If you kind of force some some of those mistakes to happen in the losses that he's had, he had two plus interceptions. So those mistakes can compound. The, it all starts with Purdy and the pass rush that's able to provide. Yeah, Purdy yesterday on passes of 10 or 19 yards downfield, so like the medium depth passes, three of eight. He was 43 yards, committed with his, uh, to his turnover-worthy play there, and that's where it was looking kind of ugly for him, which is pressing the ball downfield. He was two of three, actually, on throws, 20 or more yards downfield. Mm-hmm. But when it came to some of the short intermediary stuff, it just it looked uncomfortable, and it's why it looks so shockingly bad, right? When you're talking about even the short stuff, he had a PFF passing grade of 61.5 on throws, zero to nine yards downfield. So pretty shocking for Purdy, but he has the ability to bounce back, especially in an offense like this that is so quarterback-friendly. All right, first down at about mil- there. I've been midfield for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's late, all right? I'm not used to doing this. I'm on my four in at this point right now, usually. 10-6. Let's see if the Chiefs can score here. Everybody's amped and ready to go. This one's going to be awesome. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Live Bet Sunday. A reminder that the website is awesome, beautiful, looking great, and you can check it out and get everything we have to offer for VSEN Pro subscribers. For 10% off an annual subscription, just sign in, use a promo code LIVE at vcin.com slash subscribe. You get 10% off an annual subscription. Again, promo code L-I-V-E, vcin.com, 10% off a vcin pro subscription. Everything we do, the daily write-ups in every single sport, the picks page, the betting splits, and more. Promo code LIVE, L-I-V-E, at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, shout out to, uh, dare I say, the vcin family, uh, Weston. Known on social media and on Twitter at Guy in Cordfields as part of uh, Matt Eumann's Friday Football Showdown. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the commoner, if you will, right? Just the, just the regular old handicapper in the field of all these pros. Did a really good job in that thing. But in an effort to get the same toaster 
as one Mitch Moss, because uh, Mitch Moss is a very nice toaster. It's got a touch screen. You can pick the shade of the toast that you want. You can pick what you're toasting from freaking toaster mm-hmm. strudels all the way through to bagels. Absolutely tremendous. How about this? Uh, Weston tweeted out the uh, right before the postseason started a couple of days ago. A parlay of four anytime touchdowns. Mm. George Kittle. Yep. Otten. Got it. Isaiah Likely. Got it. And Travis Kelsey. Nailed it. 78 to <laughs> 1. What a nice. payout. Good job, Weston. Uh, absolutely. A, a absolutely great hit right there. And now he can afford Mitch Moss's $350 toaster. Yes, $350. <laughs> Uh, I'll get there one day. I swear to God. So touchdown, Kansas City Chiefs, 13 to 10. They lead the Buffalo Bills. Bills on the verge of getting the ball back. Uh, Shirtless uh, Jason Kelsey in the stands cheering on his brother. As you stand right now, three minutes and 33 seconds left to go. Big one in terms of what we're looking at here uh, for the first half, Pam, obviously, because Buffalo was a one and a half point favorite for the first half. We're sitting right now with the total at, let's see, 23 points scored. First half total closed, 23. At vast majority of shops, one spot, DraftKings, closed at 22 and a half. So you bet the first half over over at DraftKings. You are over at this point right now. But everywhere else, first half line or first half total, we should say, is 23. So a score here would go, uh, well, well, it depends on what the score is. But if a uh, Bills touchdown happens, of course, Bills could take a lead here, potentially cover the first half line. And we're looking at the uh, total in the balance as well with the Bills getting the ball back. In-game total, up to 49.5. And And we're getting some pretty big scores, man, and they're they're moving the ball. So you know what it looks like, Pam? This looks like two teams that are familiar with each other, two teams that have played a lot of postseason football against one another. That is the case. We've seen seen these teams battle it out a lot. We've seen them meet in the postseason a lot. And sometimes when you get just two elite teams on the field, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Sometimes it's just too many elite athletes on the field at once, and you just get this, right? You get high-scoring affairs because it's just too hard to stop. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But right now, 23 points in a game that's trending over the total as we sit right now. But I'm looking for uh, Steph- – this is a, like, not contrary, and I'm not going to call it that, but Stefan Diggs, his total right now is 42.5. I meant to get it at the top of the show, but I didn't – I forgot about it. I'll be honest. Uh, his total receiving yards pregame was 62.5. Now it is sitting at 42.5. I would still take the under on that uh, for a very good reason. Casey has the number one defense against top wideouts. They are doing good right now. He only has one reception for a few yards. Now you're allowing a league low 44. You have Ladarius Need on one side. He's going to cover digs all game long. This is why he hasn't really been targeted. We've seen the Bills heavily use, utilize that run game. He hasn't had a connection with digs all season long. And plus, Diggs has hit the under on 62.5. This was preflop in five of his last six games and in two of his last three against the Chiefs. I think 42.5 is still a play for the under on Diggs. Yeah, they're really trying to, it seems, and we'll keep track of that one. And it looks like right now Buffalo is really trying to the point of, like, whether or not you're going to get that over. They're really trying to run this ball right now. So I don't know if they're just – if they're seeing something, and I think, I mean, we've all seen the numbers, right? And if you watch film, I'd assume it pops out that the interior of this Kansas City Chiefs defense can be had against the run. So maybe this is going to be part of it. But a couple of runs there for James Cook. Cook, by the way, we mentioned this, right? The adjusted total in terms of his rushing prop was sitting at 16 and a half at the two-minute warning. Uh, we're sitting at 10 carries for 41 yards for James Cook. So it seems like he's well on his way going over that. And as we are waiting at the two-minute warning, uh, some tickets that have cashed here. Caesar on the adjusted in-game total, or it's going to be a touchdown, anytime touchdown for Travis Kelsey, a plus 150. So Travis Kelsey in the end zone, that's a cash. Uh, how about this? We saw actually before that touchdown, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, with a pretty big scamper, one carry for 28 yards. Well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushing and receiving yards, 15 and a half, Pam. So he's well over that one as well. We saw earlier today, 
uh, in the game for those who weren't with us too. Rishi Rice, longest reception of the night, 22 and a half yards. He's already over that. So some of the early caches here at this point right now. And of course, Josh Allen, anytime touchdown in two. So it scored again, but Josh Allen, anytime touchdown at about plus 105 was the cash there too. So plenty of cash is already, well, already there and waiting to see what is going to transpire here in this matchup with the last two minutes of the first half with the side of the total hanging in the balance. But so James Cook, um, what you got? What are his lines for James Cook? All right, so pre-flop number, if you're talking about that, James Cook rushing yards, 63 and a half, rushing attempts, 14 and a half. Adjusted, is that what you want, what you're looking for right now? Yeah, I'm looking for the live. Uh, adjusted for rushing yards, James Cook, 67 and a half, rushing attempts, sitting at 16 and a half, shaded to the over at minus 130. I like his 85 and a half total scrimmage yards pre. So, and I'm not seeing that as an option at the moment. You would have to divide, to divide it, but he's, I mean, he's kind of really controlling the game right now for the offense for the Bills. Yeah, I think. So, you, and I think that would continue into the second half. You would think that right now, probably on this drive at the very least with a two minute warning, you start to get away from at least running the ball with him, right? Because you, know, you got two minutes, so you got to get a score here. And right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, or excuse me, the Buffalo Bills sitting on their own 34 yard line. And we got a second and 11 coming up here. So probably going to have to open this up for the game. This is going to be pretty interesting um, to see if they actually at least start to move forward and then in the second half start to feed him a little bit more. But I would think that you're going to get a lot more rushing attempts here. It seems that's part of the game plan for him. And I am still what the live line is right now, 51. I would still be looking to the under. This is something that is just cashed every single week. And I have a lot of faith in the Chiefs defense. They are playing hella fast right now. But the Chiefs for the second half under... 16 and 2 to the end of the season in the fourth quarter. This is what I am also waiting for. 17 and 1 to the fourth quarter under. This live line is 13 and a half right now. Yeah, man, this is going to be, um, if that continues, given the way that they've been operating here, right? Like it looks like this is improving offensively. So it'll be very interesting to see if that actually holds up, considering that I think it would be a very big letdown. You're averaging eight and a half yards per play if you're Kansas City. And if that trend continues, that'd be nuts. By the way, big catch here for Stephon Diggs. We are down to the 50 yard line. There's Diggs. Yep. Finally use it. Utilized yeah. him. I mean, you think he's a player that's that good. It's going to be pretty hard to keep down for a really long time. And at some point, you're going to start scheming a lot more to get him involved. And that's a really good route to get there. Good throw and a good catch and run to get you down to the 50. And with about a minute 37 left and three timeouts, now you've got plenty in your tool bag that you can use here if you're Buffalo. What's the, what was that game that reminds me of? Um, it's really high, fast pace right now at the moment. High scoring. It looks like it's going to go over the total easily. And then it just went. It, Lions, uh, Lions were involved. I remember that. Um, in the second half just completely slowed down. It was Talking like about Lions and Rams? Three points scored. In, yeah. Like the game that I had under and I texted you guys and I thought it was dead under or exactly. dead over. Exactly. Screwed, and then all of a sudden it just evolved into nothing. Adjustments are made in the second half. Adjustments are made at the halftime. And who do you trust? These are two really good. They've been run heavy. Wow. I'm just really interested. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a, Josh Allen climbs the pocket. Looks like he's going to run. And right before he crosses the line of scrimmage, dumps it down to Murray, who scrambles out there for, let's say, about what, 15 yards or so. Uh, but the Bills right now are cooking. And with a minute left in all three timeouts, they're already, it looks like, in field goal position. But Allen is doing everything possible. These offenses look like they're cooking. And, and to your point, too, in terms of a second half, uh, like, right, total, if you get a score here out of the Buffalo Bills, be very interested to see what the total, the second half total is going to be because everything is pretty tied to write those pre-flop numbers. Right. You'll see what it is because you could get a pretty low total here or, or, excuse me, a total that's going to be tied to that pre-flop number. And if you're a little high here, then that might be an opportunity. Uh, but we'll see what that's going to be. Allen, drop it back to Bass. We'll see if they can get downfield with 55 seconds and three timeouts left. Yeah, that Lions-Rams game is the one you're referring to, the one that uh, 
I think is probably of the NFL season, probably the luckiest result that I've had. This is the part of the play. That, this is part of the live betting that you really have to like focus in on. You're talking about, okay, if the Bills score right now, well, are they going to score right now? Yeah, they're getting close to the goal line, but what's the likelihood that they're going to put up seven points? Time's running out. The defense is stepping up. I would at best consider a field goal. So the live line, if you are wanting to do it, 49 and a half, if this does get become a field goal, that's going to drop back down to 47 and a half. Well, remember, they still have all three timeouts too. So that is going to be something that really does increase the probability of them finding an opportunity to score, right? Because you have three timeouts. You can stop the clock at any point. You can still do this, there. which is run the ball if you're Josh <laughs> Allen. Uh, Allen, by the way, is going to be over his rushing prop there, I would assume. Double check to see what that is going to be worth. Uh, but with that scramble for 18 yards, uh, Josh Allen right now in terms of rushing yards, 44 yards on the ground for Josh Allen. So just over now, his rushing prop of 42 and a half and on that scramble gets over the longest rush of the night, which is uh, which was closing at 12 and a half. So over on Josh Allen rushing props. And as we talked about, right, you can work the middle of the field or you can run. You can scramble on a broken play. You burn your first time out with 44 seconds left. You've got a first and 10 at the Kansas City 13 yard line. So I would stop while I'm ahead. But right now, Allen plus 310 to be the third touchdown scorer. There you go. All right, we'll keep track of it. He is working it with his legs so far. All right, we're approaching halftime. We'll see what the result is. And uh, when we come back at the top of the next hour, let's talk a little bit about the the behind-the-counter aspect of a game like this. Nick Bruner, DK Senior Trader, is going to be with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play.